Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, the internet, and welcome Uh-oh. to season 283, episode 2 of Your Daily Zeitgeist! Ah, uh, feels good to talk mm. again. Mm. I hadn't spoken since I was last Took your vow of silence. Yeah. This wow. Well, the, <laughs> the chords are a little creaky here, but this is still a production of iHeartRadio. Yep. This is still a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, yeah. and it is Tuesday. April 11th, 2023. Mm-hmm. That can't be right. That's too, yeah. that's too far into the future. National Submarine Day. Just so Is you it? Know. National 8-Track Day. National Cheese Fondue Day for my people Ooh. stuck in 1982. Get your fondue fountains ready. Mm. I haven't had fondue. Have you, have you ever had fondue? I've had fondue. When was the last time you had, had fondue? fondue. It, it's been years. I feel like I, I had it in 1989, like when I was five years old. <laughs> and I've never had it since. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people put their fondue sets away, and they just haven't haven't been back out. Hey, what, the cheese always seemed very like light, and I don't know, I don't know what that cheese was. I think it should, if it had been queso, I think I would have been. More That's our American fondue, basically, right. queso. Yeah. You know what I mean? Texan without the fondue. without the like stainless steel skewers and stuff to just dip pieces of bread. <laughs> right. Well, my name is uh-huh. Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Swollen Thighs, Swollen Sweet Little Thighs. <laughs> that just popped into my head right before we started recording. <laughs> and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Hey, you know, let's just let's put the emphasis on Jack's return. I am merely yeah. just I'm still the 818's Lord of Lancashire. I am here with the Geist child in the other room. Her Majesty has gone back to work. And you are Ooh. going to begin to see or hear Miles do the balancing act of newborn child in the other room while recording podcast. Rocking the baby in one arm. Right now, yeah. shout out to my mom who, who came to hold him and give him some food oh. right now. But in upcoming episodes, you may hear him in the fucking studio with me. So prepare <laughs> thyself for that, for his podcast debut. Yeah. Shout out to the guy's child. Yes, yes. He has risen. He has risen, yes. We're thrilled to be joined by a very funny creator, writer, performer, who you've probably seen 
on TikTok. Yep. I was letting them know before we started recording that when I wrote TikTok into my notes app, it autocorrected to Fick Tom. That's how frequently <laughs> I am referencing and talking about TikTok. It's that new app. He's gone viral talking about everything from performed mediocrity to the ratatouzical. Mm -hmm. It's Widlin Pierreville! Thank Whitland. you, thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Great to have you. Great to have you. Great to have you. Yeah. Where are you coming to us from today? Um, we don't have to talk about this. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm in, I'm <laughs> in, the, uh, I'm in the Portland, land? Oregon. Okay. Okay. Shout out to the PDX. I don't know how they landed on that on that acronym, but it's my first time here. I'm um, I'm coming from New York to Portland for like two months, working on some working on some cool stuff. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Is PDX it, the is is that the airport? Their airport. What? Why are they so, do they know that other cities have airports? Because they're very proud of, like, just focused on their airport. They, yeah, P they call it the PDX. They had, like, the Blazers had a uniform that was inspired by the carpet in the PDX airport yeah, iconic. at oh, some point. Iconic oh, green yeah. carpet. It's like such a big part of the culture, which, I, I don't know, I think I've been to the airport, and it just, it feels like an inadvertent time capsule a little bit like it's well, when you it, yeah. when you when you land you know when yeah. i landed on the in the they got off the plane everyone who i guess was a local when they were dismounting and they got into the airport they touched the ground one time they like kind of t-boated <laughs> <laughs> and did the sign of the cross i just wanted to fit in so i did it too yeah did you cross yeah. yourself too yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was really powerful. It was really powerful. Point up, yeah, take a little bit of green carpet, cross yourself, and then give it but up to the guy. They must be pretty proud of the airport, yeah, because I think the airport is PDX, but the PDX, like, acronym, whatever, has transcended into so many other things. It's, like, on trash cans and, like, graffitied yeah. everywhere. They're so excited about the airport. Right. It was good. It was good. It's the same thing. I think like the, I was reading, I'm, I was right now, I'm like, where's the X come from? It's the same reason why we have LAX. LAX, yeah. Yeah, where it's just, it's like a placeholder, but it's apparently like a placeholder. Oh, Because really? P and D, like first and last letter of it, and then is, then they put X. They said, this person said, in the 1940s, the IATA started assigning three-letter codes after an increase in airports led to a shortage of two-letter codes. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So taking the National Weather Service symbol for PD, they added the X. Several other episodes, I said episodes like I'm Australian or something. Several <laughs> other airports also added X too. Like Phoenix went to PHX, not because of the X at the end of Phoenix. And then well, LA that's went confusing. To LA. Don't use that example. Yeah, all right. LA, right LA, 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 Miles LA, is LA. reading. <laughs> 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 that's funny because I was like, no, I mean, it stands for international. Because the international, X, of course, has an X in it. Wait, what? No, what? Where? Could, where did my brain in my make mind, that leap? Because you're crisscrossing. It's like <laughs> yeah, you're crisscrossing the globe. The X. Yeah. yeah. Well, something like it's international, like exoticism. There's something exotic about that X as a letter in yeah. general. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like very yeah, very like and like like 1999 marketing it's like pdx i also just love how yeah like becca's all in the chat because she used to live in portland she's like it's so fun and it's i every time i go i always stop by the pendleton like kiosk and i'm like do i buy the big lebowski dude sweater this time i'm in the portland airport i always do this thing where i like i'm like i look at it on the rack and i'm like i might do that no Okay. I was definitely underselling the Portland airport. There is a movie theater in the airport. 
I love that. I did yeah. see that. I did. I, yeah. And they were, That's I watched cool. the big Lebowski. It was my first time. And they're like, please exit through the gift shop where you can buy the sweater. You just saw you're like, how American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Woodland, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the fun things we're talking about today. Just have a follow up on the Clarence Thomas story, the ProPublica story. That I know you guys talked about last week, but the Wall Street Journal came to weigh in on things. They they basically nothing to see here the whole, the whole thing in a way that I thought was kind of funny. There's also emerging details about is his name Harlan Crow? Yeah, it is. The conscripted better <laughs> that fucking rules. Uh, that is <laughs> Chef's Kiss best fictional name for that guy. Yeah, just written in nice. reality. Well done. We're also going to talk about the no labels party because, yeah, you know, they're, they're going for it. Yeah, they we're we're tired here on the Daily Zeitgeist of the extreme right and also the extreme, the extreme left, left you know? like Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden is their definition of the extreme left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll talk about what what their whole thing is, because you're going to be hearing more and more about the I think so. The no labels party. Yeah. It's not a front for corporate greed at all. Nope, it's not, that we just don't all. like labels and we're using that to <laughs> yeah. fucking. It's like the fuck boy. <laughs> like, I don't like to put a label on anything, but to Let's try and like use, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> try and use that to get away with some shit. Uh, we're, we don't put labels on like, anything. They're like, you sound like ethno nationalists. No, we don't right. like labels. We you don't know? like we're, labels, actually. We're a group of concerned Americans, I think is the most really label <laughs> we'll give ourselves. so funny that they went with no labels. Anyways, all of that, plenty more. But first, Whitlam, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? So uh, literally the, the, the first thing that, that comes up, and I might be telling on myself in like in a bunch of different ways, uh, the lyrics to Never Too Much by the Vandross. Oh, yeah. Never mm-hmm. Too Much, Never Too Much. Yeah. This is going to be a 20-minute run, yeah. by the way. Just... Well, there, dude, there's some slap bass and bang, bang on the fucking uh for all my music lovers out there. It's nasty. It's nasty. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, what, yeah what, what's, what, what, did you get hung up on some of the lyrics? No, you know, well, first off, yeah, there are so many lyrics because he's, right. uh, he, I mean, Luther's telling like the deepest story in three verses, you know what I mean? Uh, from right. like, beginning to end of this romance, you know, I still remember all those days when I was scared to touch you, Ooh. I was like, "Oh no, whoa, whoa, where are we, where are we going?" Yeah. Mm. But uh, this, uh, I'm, I'm in Portland doing a production of uh, Choir Boy, which is a play by Terrell McCraney, who's like the resident playwright at Yale University, University of Yale. I'm, 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 but a low life creature who knows not the formal name of the Yale. I just know it as Yay Yale. That's how you know your university's like really made it is when it doesn't need a last name anymore. Yeah, it's for right. Yale. Yeah. Like like Rihanna, like Prince. It's yeah, just like right. I only knew it was Fenty. Yeah, I only knew it was Fenty because of the products. I was like, oh, that's your last name. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm finding that out now. I was like, oh yeah, Robin. That makes sense. There it is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and and you know he won the Oscar for Moonlight and and so on. But he he, uh, he has a brilliant play uh, called Fire Boy that I saw in 2018 in New York. And um, I've been able to do a couple of productions in the last year. So I'm importantly doing it now. And uh, it's about music. Music lives at the center of the show. It's like, a, it's a quote unquote play with music, not a musical, allegedly. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Wait, what is the difference there? I'm because I'm not. A, I don't know the nuances of of something like oh, that. Oh, so musicals have like uh, they're structured in a really particular way. There's something right. called the Rodgers and Hammerstein structure that like comes from the 1940s and 50s, and uh, and uh, dramaturgically, when you're thinking about the structure of how these things are built, if you check a certain number of these boxes, then they'll be like you're a musical. And I guess also whoever wrote it gets to decide. But the main tell is, do you use song to compel plot? Or does song just happen because it's cool and we like song? Right, right, right. Like, I think of that uh, Norm MacDonald SNL sketch where he's just the one person in the musical who doesn't know he's in a musical and everybody, like, breaks (laughs) into song. And he's like... What the hell is <laughs> what, what the hell is that? Like that that doesn't have like the music when when people are singing, it's not it it's the way people would sing in everyday life. It's not like they're just forwarding the plot. Oh yeah, like yeah, like the, they're like diegetic and non-diegetic sound. There's yeah. some musicals where people are like are conscious that they're singing because every musical now is like bringing you all of. Tina Turner's hits, you know, right, what I mean? right. jukebox. So it's like Tina Turner yeah. in the in the in the studio. But yeah, like plays with music. Usually, right. it's people who are like sit around the campfire and uh-huh. sing oh, our old favorite song uh-huh. that Dad used to sing, something like that. <laughs> you are my shining star, my guiding light, my love fantasy. I never. Oh, you know these. Well, you know them. I I had to look up because I never knew. I I always misheard love fantasy. I was like, your love and tissy? I like I couldn't the way nice. he put some, you know, his own little funk on it, I was always mishearing love fantasy. I was like, and my love I, I again I was hearing it through a child's ears until later on I was like miss like singing it. And I was like, let me know what I'm saying out loud here. Loving that tissy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my love and dirty. tissy. I know that's what I was like. I don't know, Luther. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I'm nine. <laughs> My love fantasy. It also made me think. It also made me think, like in the way that this production anticipates that the aunties will show up mm-hmm. and like sing along and right. kind of mm-hmm. catch the where I'm like, the whole bit is that I don't know the words in the context of the show, right? But right. Um, in the way that they are like hoping these aunties will show up and be like, love fantasy, right, right, right. You know? <laughs> I'm like, when I someday I'll go to a play and I'll be like. Or a tornado flew around my room. You know, yeah, exactly. I'm like, what is going to be? I've been thinking about you. <laughs> Ooh, no, you no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> do you think about me still? Do you? Or do you not think so, so far? Because yeah. I've been thinking about forever. <laughs> that song in an arena set. <laughs> Frank Ocean just puts the mic out <laughs> for the part where he goes up like do three octaves. That? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah, just your you voice cracks. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I love it. So you're yeah. performing. So this is a play you loved when you saw it. And then now you're performing it that's, yeah that's yeah it's like it's a really dope full circle moment I, I did it in new haven and and uh the you know terrell mccraney the playwright got to participate and was really present in the room like wrote new scenes and stuff it was like a wow a really i was like whoa this is a lot of loops are closing right now so it was, it was brilliant it was oh brilliant. that's dope yeah that's cool yeah. what is uh what's something you think is overrated non-chain restaurants i think mm. <laughs> I think it's getting out of hand. Okay. PDX, you hear that PDX? Yeah, because we they don't, don't have that. We don't there. care it's all for local your stuff. 
Sparrow spelled a different way. <laughs> <laughs> What's Rabos? But I, you know, I just, especially in the context of, and especially in the context of like, you know, dating and like trying to get, and this is going to sound so awful, but I, I, I want, I'll start here. I went on a road trip with my dad a couple of months ago and he like, doesn't eat a lot of red meat. You know, he's at that age where he's like, I can't eat this. I can't eat that. I can't eat this. I'm like, okay, great. Mm-hmm. But it's his, it was his birthday, right? And I've like orchestrated this whole thing. And he's like, I want a steak really bad. Okay. Like, I just want a good steak. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's get that shit. Yeah. Run, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm Googling. We're in Chicago at the time. I'm Googling. I'm like, where's the best steak? Let me get it. Uh-huh. We show up to this spot, and when I tell you they burned the steak, and mm. the vegetables were like chopped so pretentiously and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like filet mignon, you know, and it's right. a non-chain, so it's taps like fuck, you know what I mean? Right, right. So I'm like, damn, I'm upset. I'm like, you want me to pay for this? And I, I just like trusted the Yelp reviews that you probably paid someone to do. You know who <laughs> never would have done this to me? You know Outback. who never would have let me down? The Red Lobster. Outback. <laughs> yeah, Red Lobster. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like, Everything's on a fucking timer. Like it's so like they've completely taken out the humanity from cooking, like in those places that it's yeah. foolproof where it's like, yep, you, we store it at this temp. So you can only, you know, put it at this side, this side, and then you get consistency. But I, I know. Yeah, I, I know that feeling. There are all these circumstances where it's like, I actually need things to go to plan, like mm. very specifically that I'm like, I, 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 look, I just met this person. I really can't fumble with the restaurant being awful. Right, right, but right. But I, I also can't take you to an Applebee's, and that's that's it's getting it's just so I'm on. I'm and that on, needs to change. I'm on Google reviews, yeah, right, all the time, and I'm so sick of them. Wow, yeah. Well, hey, especially you know, the people who don't use pictures. I'm like, put a picture up. Yeah, you got to <laughs> see what you're dealing with. I, yeah. I think also too, uh, you know, great restaurant. I was in Portland last time I was there. Eam. I don't know if you've been there. It's like mm-hmm. this Thai restaurant where they also have like barbecue. It's like a few. They have like a oh, white nice. brisket curry that was like. It's unbelievable. Okay. I'll just say that. I just, I got that tip from some Portlanders when I was out there. It's, uh, can I ask you, how how many locations do they have? They got one. No, I'm good. Oh, wow. We're (laughs) out. We're out. 72. (laughs) They got 72 in the Northwest. (laughs) If it was so good, there'd be so good. They should have 700 (laughs) locations. That's why McDonald's, is it as good as McDonald's? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Becca, Becca's on board. Uh, yeah, uh, Becca has spent time here and like me, and I, I will wait on a list. I actually am yeah. like, I haven't gotten to leave the, the couple blocks radius of where I'm staying. And I'm, oh, it is interesting. Like Portland is actually really dope. Um, um, and you, I've never lived in a place where you can look out the window and see mountains, which right. is crazy. I'm from Florida. I shouldn't have okay. said that on record. Okay. Hey, that's all right. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get through it. Too. We're all getting. Okay. Through. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah I know. I know. I know. We said you could you could swear on this, but that was a little bit too far. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yeah content, content warning. Content warning. Content warning. Yeah. I'm from Florida. What is uh? What's something you think is underrated? Yeah, Fall Out Boy dropped a new album. Fall Out Boy. Yeah, Fall Out Boy. Okay. The the new album is you know it's good. It's that uh, you know it's that, uh, but yeah. it just sent me back to you know according to them this new album is like a return to form you know kind of for their pre hiatus work they're they're like yeah this is you know this is the music that we would have made if we never took that break in like 2009 or something right wow and then i went back 
and I listened to the music pre-hiatus, and I was like, damn, this shit. I, this, it sounds crazy to say that Fall Out Boy is underrated because I think they are one of the most commercially successful rock bands in like the history of the world, right? For sure. <laughs> yes. but, but how they're esteemed in like the mainstream, or you know? Uh, yeah, I'm like, yeah. They, like you, I'm like you should. We should, I should see more of you. I feel like you know, thanks for the memories and Infinity on High. Like that shit. That's another band who I didn't know what the fuck they were saying. <laughs> that's no, that's that's valid. That's valid. Sugar, yeah. we're going down. I was like, I used to be like. I'm going down, down, little, little, little. like, and I was like, I think that's what they're that saying. Is, those are the words, right? It's, da, 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 da. it's down in an earlier round, and I was like, what? I remember because uh, Her Majesty, she like she was singing. I was like, wait, what the fuck are they saying? She's like, you're going down in an earlier round, and sugar, I'm going down swinging. And I was like, well, what? she figured that out. No, she was she was like a fan enough to know what the fuck the words okay. were, but I'm yeah. just going by like ambient, like you know, is in the background. I'm like. Oh, it's that song. I I uh I, I used to this is this is I'm exaggerating, but I used to not like music very much. Whoa, you know, wait. as a child. You know what I mean? I guess I, I wasn't active. I don't know. Uh, you don't know. All right, but yeah, I, I'm always that. I'm always like perplexed too when people like I've met one person who sincerely is like, I really don't like music. And I remember oh, it was like a on a date. Yeah, yeah, it was like on a date when I was like just getting out of college and I was so confused. I was like, is this like a contrarian take or whatever? And they're like, no, I just like, I mean, it's fine, but I just don't find myself like ever wanting to listen to music. That's how I was until I was like seven, essentially. Mm. Like I was like, yeah, music is cool. Like other people like music and I'll listen to their music, but I had no opinions. I'll say I had no opinions. Got you. And then I go to my public library. um, Shout out to public library. Save your public library. Yeah. And, uh, I picked up this like blue app CD album off the, and I just took it home and it was take this to your grave, which is like Fall Out Boy's like first or second, like full length album. Right. Uh-huh. And that shit changed my fucking life. I, I had no reason to feel the angst that they were trying, like trying to get through, but I right. felt it deep in my body. You know what I mean? Yeah. In my bones, I did. That shit was live. Right. And so I'm indoctrinated deeply enough that now when people talk about not understanding the lyrics to Sugar, We're Going Down, yeah. for relatability reasons, I agree, but I know every word. Oh, yeah. I don't need a translator for Patrick Stump anymore. I, I understand. Right. It. It's like, I, I mean, that was the one t- when I learned it, I, I bothered to know all those words because I always it was like one of those just like word salad things. I just knew the sound of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, then when I when I figured out loaded God complex, cock it and pull it, I was like, "That's a oh, great, that's a bar." I know. That I was like, "Whoa, okay, bar. all right, fam." Yeah. Loaded God complex, cock it and pull it, and I was like, "Okay, there's now a, I'm in. Now that I can sing along." There's another song uh, that they've got where fucking Pete Wentz. He says, "I love you in the same way." There's a chapel in a hospital. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Yo. Uh, Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> That's a bar. Like, are you kidding me? Hey, man! Like it, it was never so serious until he took it there. So this so. new album is like they're fully on the emo pop thing. Like they're they're back in it, basically. Yeah, you know they're they're it, you know it's not they haven't taken it all the way back. I think that they've like crossed a commercial. I don't want to say that they sold out. That sounds so annoying to say. But they <laughs> like boys sold out, man. Sold out, man. <laughs> um, no, but they they they're older now. They've like crossed the commercial threshold, and so like, you know, as much as they can. Like, I, I can't imagine that this would have been the, their their next step 
if in a in a multiverse where the hiatus didn't happen. Right. Mm. But uh there's nothing like that last album right before they took a break, Bali Adir. Crazy bangers in there. Right, you well, know. Look, I'm gonna, They're I'm just gonna, doing something. I'm gonna peruse I'm gonna peruse that back catalog now. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I'm gonna be looking for other phrases that I want to get tattooed on my body. Like Which I one? love you in the same way there's a chapel in a hospital. That's pretty <laughs> That is a tattoo right there. Uh, no. Dude, oh, could you did you get that on your throat? <laughs> <laughs> really tight cursing. Red flag city, yeah. <laughs> With like italics. filigree, filigree yeah. around it to make it yeah. artsy. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you want to see mine? Oh, yeah, let's see your throat. <laughs> yeah, I've got it. It's lower back, is that okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just let me pull up my waistband down a little bit so you can see it. It's right above the tailbone. Yeah, lower back Helvetica. Yeah, yeah. ooh, yes. they, Helvetica yeah. knew because yeah, they went with a deal on Helvetica. So I just, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking a church steeple with snakes going around it would ooh. be like a good, uh-huh. you know, little little feature to go along around the words. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. <laughs> yes, I can chime in or someone do some Photoshop with uh, yeah. us with our Fallout Boy lyrics tattoos on our nice. on our throats. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and talk about some news. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. And we're back. And so I know you guys talked about the Clarence Thomas stores well we've learned so much more though since then so this conversation definitely has to continue it's well what a story first yeah. of all shout out to ProPublica. so wall street journal over the weekend came through 
And they dove in to defend Clarence Thomas and the entire system that they believe in. Rich, rich guy supremacy, I guess. Yeah. And their defense was to describe the events like while making a jerk off hand gesture, like seemed to be. They're like, guy has a rich friend. So what? Yeah. Oh. And then they just like quote big chunks of it and act like. That, <laughs> what what they described isn't just beyond the pale for someone yeah. who's on the highest court in the fucking land. <laughs> there is, the piece is loaded with words and phrases intended to convey that this is all somehow disreputable. Wait, Super this is from yacht. this is this is from the this is from the this Wall Street Journal, Wall Street Journal oh article, and then they're quoting Super words yacht. from Super Yacht luxury trips, exclusive California all male retreat. <laughs> Sprawling ranch, private chefs, <laughs> <laughs> lavishing the justice with gifts and more. Uh, like none of those lavishing. is elaborate. Like a yeah. super yacht, I'm pretty sure is probably like legally defined as like when you're selling your yacht. I'm sure there's like a designation of like super yacht that you have to, or like a private chef is different from a non-private chef. They're not. That's not a lavish. I guess. Like overuse of adjectives that is what it is and it's yeah wow uh, well, when, when i when i was buying and then when i sold my first super yacht um, <laughs> yeah I, you tell us that's why yeah, I, I, saw that, I saw that tiktok that was a great tiktok yeah, you did about uh, it yeah. it, it was it, it was part of a brand sponsorship it was like a yeah. super yacht <laughs> super yacht super yacht expo um yeah uh, yeah <laughs> Coming to Clearwater, Florida this summer. Yeah. Get your tickets. They're actually just super lot, su- uh, super yacht apps now. Right, so, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. It's easy for any person to have it. But I think, <laughs> I mean, from watching uh, Below Deck, I think it's like 70, like 80 feet or something is when it's super yacht. I'm sure. And then, yeah, I'm sure then like, mega yachts like beyond that. But whatever, either way. They like, weren't just saying, seeing that he took him on a yacht trip and we're like, and it's big. So we're going to call it a super yacht. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. It's or detail. Like, so you can understand what the context is. Like claiming a private chef is like, whoa, guys, lay off. It, it feels like it's written by people who are like, I don't like to think of him as my private chef. He's really yeah. part of the family. Right. <laughs> who does not eat with us. On the property. Yeah. He does not eat with us. He'll and he's never not allowed to make us. eye contact with us. But The fuck are you looking at, Mark? His <laughs> shed is really nice, though. His, His shed, shed is, is super. It's, yeah, and they've got a yeah, table beautiful. in there. And yes. yeah, based on the previous owners, when we bought this plantation, we found out that the shack that he actually stays in was for some of the other helpers previously. It's really, it's just very whimsical. And it used it, to be a great it's Airbnb. four generations of people who have been in that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's very quaint. Very quaint. He loves it. And they also come in and say that he technically like doesn't have to disclose any of this shit, which like that. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> but crazy. like the, their whole article seems to be based on the premise that people don't have a right to know that he hangs out with a guy who collects Hitler, Hitler memorabilia. We'll, we'll get to that in a second, but like, and takes him on massive trips and has like a very clear political bent that is sending him in a dr- or that happens to coincide with this wild direction that has sent America in a very anti-democratic direction. Like, and this like self-described like balls and strikes philosophical instrument is actually made up of, you know, people who are being courted constantly by people with like very extreme 
right wing political opinions yeah. like that that feels like relevant information i don't give a fuck if like they've gotten to congress enough that like well technically they don't need to mention it it's still i'm glad i know it you know yeah I'm, i always suspected it but i'm glad that i now have the ability to know it and the fact that the wall street journals like this is their editorial board this isn't this isn't like some opinion column. This is the, the Wall Street Journal, right. like speaking with their full chest, being like, "Get out of here! This is adjectival overkill," <laughs> and they're trying to, you know, make something, uh, make a molehill out of or a mountain. Oh out of wow! A molehill. He collects Nazi memorabilia. Yeah. So Why couldn't it just be historical artifacts? <laughs> what? So even the ProPublica article, I don't think even mentioned this, but no, Harlan Crow's house is full of Hitler art, like art made by Hitler. Yeah. And it's important to note that it's hanging on a wall next to like a Norman Rockwell painting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's even got like, check out my teapot. Look, it's got A and H on it. Guess whose it was? Like, right. yeah, you have Hitler's fucking, like, private teapot, and you're like, just, uh, just for, I'm just into history, you know, I'm not uh, it's, a I mean, stealth not, Nazi. I mean, not to play devil's advocate here, but, like, are they heirlooms? Are they, like, family, you know? That, <laughs> right, did, know was it his grandfather's? Like, <laughs> I mean, did he store it? Like, I'm sure did, his people, maybe his people were there. Uh, did, you know? Right. Did he storm the eagle's nest and 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 get that? <laughs> right. And man, maybe that's his to have. I don't know. Or he oh he bought it at auction. Okay. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. So, so. <laughs> he has it next to yeah, like a Norman Rockwell and also like a George Bush painting, yeah. like George W. Bush. Which like the reason I, I'm assuming he's not putting those up next to each other to make a point about George Bush. Like he's not being like yeah. Bush did 9-11. Am I right, folks? He's probably up here being like... He's like, he did that shit. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> yeah, that's how he's he's bigging it up. You know, he also has Sitting Bull's death mask. Does He's the one who has Sitting Bull's death mask? Yes. I remember when like some rich conservative billionaire got that. Yeah, he has it. He's the one who has it. Wow. And they're like, uh, maybe that the Lakota people should have that. But there's like, oh, yeah, check man. this shit out. I got this too, bro. Like he's, he's got it all. Like any fucking thing you would be like, oh fuck, this is red flag city. He's got it all. Yeah. He has a whole garden of sculptures of like the worst dictators of all time. And the Dallas morning news, like a, a reporter from the Dallas morning news visited and we're like, Hey, what, what's what? What's your deal with all the Nazi stuff? <laughs> like, ask the question that any human being would be like, what's, right. what's up with all the Hitler stuff? Uh, sorry, a signed copy of Mein Kampf is one of the things that he has. Which is just worth noting. Signed by? I, I believe Adolf Hitler. <laughs> yeah, the I believe the author. Uh, you could have said an author signed copy of a German book. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, Maybe, I don't know, maybe Obama signed it. I don't know. No, right. Who knows? Right. Could be anybody. <laughs> he would say that. He's like, it's actually Obama signed it. So, I mean, where's, <laughs> yes. where, 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 where's I the Washington like Post on I that? I feel like we're net zero if Obama right. signed it. I don't know. It's... This reporter came and, like, crows, like, this, you know, famously, everyone's like, what perfect Southern gentleman. But when you ask about the Nazi art, he gets visibly uncomfortable. And mm. doesn't doesn't have much to say on that subject. 
which is interesting. Yeah. Because he's got it there for, for all to see. It is wild how like there is like this one conservative opinion writer who like when I think Patriot takes was like tweeting out images of his like garden of evil that has like Stalin and other people and shit in it that this guy comes in and he said, it's not a tribute to evil or something to be mocked. It's an attempt to commemorate the horrors of the 20th century in the spirit of never again. Harlan Crow is a deeply honorable, decent and patriotic person. He's not the straw man Thomas haters are trying to make him. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Never again. But. Unless you come here and you can look at it again and again. Right. Rather than just be like, yeah, I I don't know what they mean by that. I mean, I, I understand that we always use that in like terms like of like, you know, you know, the Holocaust is like the most famous one that we think about, especially in the U.S. or something like that. Or we do like never forget. But it's like so hollow, especially when you put it all together with like his political bend, his love of Nazi stuff, which I don't think there's ever been a person who unless you're like in charge of a historical collection for a museum. Right. I don't know how you collect Nazi stuff. And it's not because on some level you're like romanticizing it. And because you're like, I love these little treasures from this time. I wish I was living in. I mean, especially like, like when you, you, you pair that with like the hyper exclusivity mm-hmm. that, you know, the, the, that a man like this, had, like keeps in, in terms of who has access to seeing these things and who's invited into his private spaces and, and who's intimately like, related to him enough to, to 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 see them there's like a valor in the way that he's displaying them all these pictures uh, like of that uh, of the pictures of <laughs> the hitler merch it looks like you know what i mean it's like yeah. not on display yeah. it's like it looks like something he brought out of a briefcase because you because you you know he made a joke he really liked that his dinner party or something like that it's right. like, right. like uh, he's like wait you're cool you want to see you're something? cool you're, yeah. <laughs> yeah you want to see something oh back no here? <laughs> yeah <laughs> here pull on the 14th tooth of this skull that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh shit, dude. What is all this crap? Yeah. Uh, let me just put in the code for my vault here. One four eight eight. Okay, great. Click open. Dude, don't uh, say the vault code live. <laughs> can we can we cut that out? I know. Well, here's the thing. I'm like really. It's surprising though too how little the Democrats are doing to be like this. Like we have to do everything we can. Obviously, there's no way they can impeach him because they don't have the fucking votes for that. But like to just sit. When one person was like, I don't know if the American people have an appetite for another Supreme Court controversy. And mm. that's why we'll just like sit on it. You're like, wow, wow, wow. Oh, wow. the Brett Kavanaugh thing caught, w- w- counted against us. That's what <laughs> the implication <laughs> of that is that we were that that's our fault. And we the people are mad that they had to be dragged through it rather right. than. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, Brett yeah. Kavanaugh, you skipped over Amy Coney on Barrett. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. that was another just right through the door. But I think it's, it's, it is really something that has to be like uttered over and over again. Because between this and Jenny Thomas, you're like, yeah, come the fuck on. These people are so fucking flagrant. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's part of his little way of feeling like, like, you can't take me down. You tried to do that at my confirmation and fuck you. Like, I'm just on my own shit. Like, I'm, I think he just feels he's invincible. And now when you have the backing of people like this, and like you're chumming it up with like Leonard Leo of the Federalist Society, you're like, come on. Like you're seeing them all hang out in the fucking like evildoers layer together. Yeah. But of course, and like how a lot of conservatives will do, like, I'm just seeing uh, some friends hanging out on a on a on a fishing trip. And you're like, these are the architects of our judicial fuckery yeah. like, getting right. together. Like again, they love to take this is like the new thing that. I'm seeing a lot of it's not just not just this with the Clarence Thomas thing. A lot of like 
oh, so what? He did like it was a, a paperwork error for like Trump's indictment or something like that. Mm, sure. It's all just trying to take everything out and just distill it down to a thing every person could relate to, you know, and yeah. it's, it's yeah. It also it also makes me think of there are these uh, there are these like TikTok. I mean, it's it's so funny. They're the children, man. I I I work on it a lot, so mm -hmm. I have a little TikTok if you haven't heard. But <laughs> yeah, I no. I think it's so like every time I see what the kids are doing, I'm like, you're tapped into something crazy. You know what I mean? You're tapped into something incredibly brilliant, like comedically or like philosophically or something. Like I think that I I, I just think it's really impressive the way that. TikTok fosters community and encourages young children to like really process differently, you know, the world and the, the and uh, the way it's happening around them. But there are there's a trend where the uh, this like AI voice modulator you can take on uh, the voices of different people, and so all of these videos have come out of like Donald Trump, Barack Obama, Ben Shapiro, wh whatever different political pundits that you would expect would be on opposite ends of of a spectrum coming together and they're like they're like playing minecraft together or they're like debating <laughs> a pokemon tier list you know right and and in a way it's like oh this is ridiculous but also like the thing the great unifier there is a, a unifier amongst all of these men like there is something the way they're both invested in like imperial interests you know what i mean mm -hmm. and in yeah. capitalist interests and in, in uh preserving this union as it is right right there yeah. is a lot in common between shapiro and trump and obama that would bring them together that's definitely going to happen before i ever hop on a twitch stream with again uh <laughs> joe biden that's de right. that's way more likely like they have a group chat i'm never going to be in that group chat you know no. i'm here with like my proletariat people right <laughs> and it's like yeah at the end of the day i'm like Clarence thomas does super yacht with his buddies i'm sure he does oh yeah oh yeah and, and his buddies collect th think hitler was an underrated artist they're like I, i'm just saying like you look at some of the brushwork and, <laughs> and but it's it, yeah to your point miles like they want to get real up close and like question the grammar in the article pointing this shit out and it's just like just take a take a step back try and take take a historical view of this and we have somebody who was a driving force behind doing a wildly anti-democratic thing and overturning roe and his wife tried to overthrow the last u.s presidential election and right. he's hanging with a guy who collects hitler and dictator art right. and like and it, leonard leo from just, the federalist society it's a very clear picture i don't like yeah i'm a, i might not know all the legalities or what's going to hold up in a fucking impeachment hearing but i but, think it's yeah. pretty it's painting a pretty clear picture it's like the same way you think of like how chummy clinton was with like the finance industry yeah and why wall street was deregulated on his on his watch because He's just he he's talking to the homies and he's like, oh, yeah, OK, sounds like that. OK, I might be able to do that for you. That's my that's something you get with access to me. And I mm. actually agree on your worldview because I'd rather up maintain the status quo that the richest people can extract as much capital out of wherever the fuck they want to until, you know, for as long as they'd like. Yeah. And in this sense, you know, all of these guys are getting together with their ideas about how to, you know, restrict power and consolidate it in very small places and, you know, have a real wonderful plutocracy formally. And mm -hmm. I think, yeah, all of it together is is definitely 
disconcerting. But I think with them, with like the Wall Street Journal and these other politicians, again, they they know how bad it looks. So all they're doing is they're figuring out what's our response to this that is seemingly reasonable and gives people who take our takes open mouth uncritically that they can just start regurgitating out into the world and start saying, oh, so what? He Those are his friends. What do you want him to do? Not hang out with his friends? He can't have friends? And you're like, <laughs> that's not what this is about. But way to just completely, you know, reconfigure what the actual point of outrage is to just bring it down to something very simple. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's also interesting, too, because they doing like we've talked about it. I've kept joking about in the context of them, like deracializing, like the Rosa Parks story in certain textbooks. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, they'd love to just make that also about a woman sat in a bus seat she shouldn't have. But because she was because of who she was, we won't even mention race. And then right. it all worked out. And you're like, what is that story even at this point? Mm-hmm. With someone who's on a bus. And you're like, yeah. yeah, moving on. That's all it was. It's a story about buses, mainly, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can all agree on that. And a really rude man. <laughs> <laughs> it had nothing to do with segregation. This guy, yeah. just, or, or it's like, or this really rude woman who just wouldn't follow the rules, kids. Yeah, I was just saying, they might, yeah, they yeah. might say, but that might be the spin, actually. <laughs> she didn't actually, yeah, and nothing came of that, okay? We'll just leave it there. We don't know her name. You know, it makes me think of, have you read, um, you haven't. I'm sure you haven't, because you are not children. Do you remember Rainbow Fish? No, I'm old. I don't think so. I was working in uh, I was working in public schools for a while, and, and uh, was in with a kindergarten class, and they were like, "It's time." Usually, our teacher reads us a book from the shelf, and I was like, "Ah, oh, shit, Rainbow Fish!" Oh, the yeah. book, the Rainbow. Yeah, oh, yeah, the book, the Rainbow yeah, Fish. yeah, 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 yeah. That, I was like, "Oh, yeah, Rainbow Fish goes hard." Yeah, she goes hard. <laughs> so I pull it off and I'm thinking I'm going to read this like really wholesome story of a, but it totally made me reflect on like how these stories like sell a political under they have a political underbelly right it's like this fish has beautiful rainbow scales and the moral of the story is that a wise octopus tells the rainbow fish if you want to live peacefully amongst your community and belong there you have to literally shed these rainbow scales off of your body and give one to each of your community members so that you can all homogenize. Otherwise, you'll never belong here. They'll never accept you. And like the kids are like, I'm like, what do you guys think of that story? They're like, Rainbow <laughs> Fish did the right thing by um, assimilating their autonomy to assimilate. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we want to fit in and nothing and yeah. else. It's like, uh, I don't know. Do you think that she should have given the bus seat up? It's like, that's, that's clearly how the story is going to be written. Right. 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 Yeah. And then you, cause, cause you see how much, like when you like look at these books that are supposedly outraging parents and stuff, they're all, they're always the ones that are about like inclusivity. Right. You know, yeah. And equality. And then, you know, that's like, ah, I just don't, I just don't want these messages taught to my kid because that you guys are getting them too early with these books. And they start telling me that I'm being discriminatory or racist. What the fuck is happening? It's like, fuck you. Oh, so, so you thought you would go study early childhood development that you could get the jump on me. Fuck you. <laughs> right. I'm um, pulling my out kids out. They're going to the charter. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Home, school. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about why we don't like labels around nah. here. We're not trying to label anything. Uh, Which I we'll suspect right Harlan Crows might also have a hand in this <laughs> yeah. too. Fuck. <laughs>
Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabel, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where... First-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're back. And... You mentioned the Clintonian Democratic Party, which I'm starting to think I, I can I can picture some candidates who might be a good fit for this no labels party. But oh, Bob, yeah. why, don't you, why don't you tell us what the what the no labels political party is and what, what it means for 2024? Yeah, we've brought it up in the context that like they announced that they're like, there needs to be a unity ticket. We're like, get the fuck out of my face. You who you would have okay, go over there and do that. But that's not yeah. what people are interested in. Anyway, so they're saying, like to you were saying in the intro, they're like, you know, we need an alternative for people that are fed up with the extreme right and extreme left. Mm-hmm. And really, I just want to just before I, you know, get into it, it's really you should just look at it like this. They're a fucking front group for billionaires and other corporate interests. That's all this thing is. And that they're using this fucking label, like no labels thing to try and act like we're not here to cape for corporate interests. We're just trying to say, like, is there like a middle ground between like fascism and like affordable housing? <laughs> right. Is there we can find? <laughs> can we do something like that? And right now, the narrative that people are seeing is just like that they have $70 million and they're merely just looking at the possibility of entering the 2024 race. But observers have began raising alarms that they're basically using loopholes to skirt campaign finance laws that would have them disclose who exactly is funding this BS, a.k.a. corporate interests, without Mm. getting into like the wonky policy of it all. Essentially, what is going to happen is these wealthy people are going to pull their money together and then secretly pick a candidate that they feel will toe the line. And the, the, the loophole they're exploiting is they don't have to disclose any of their donors until they've formally nominated a candidate. 
So it's not Who until controls those uh, laws about campaign finance and what what gets disclosed. Is that, is that the Supreme Court? <laughs> yeah, they they had a hand in that. Yeah, a few decisions. Uh, Citizens United might have uh, okay. helped out, but there's another okay. decision in 2010 that relates specifically to this loophole. But yeah, we know about dark money and how it fucking infiltrates ev- everywhere. So it's it's going to be very very murky up until then. But if you're like, it makes sense that people want an alternative. Keep in mind that this group has been making it rain on corporate members of Congress since 2010. Recently, you, you probably saw their handiwork in the Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema doing fuck all and, you know, standing in standing in the way of nuking the filibuster. They were basically elevating them, spending money on like their reelections, doing whatever they can to support them as well as Josh Gottheimer, who's another Democrat, Democrat who's in the Problem Solvers Caucus, which, again, is just a loose assortment of corporate Democrats and Republicans who are just like, look, dude, we're here to just do whatever the fuck you guys are asking us. And we'll, we'll do it under the guise of we're solving problems, but it's because we answer to the same people, which is our very wealthy benefactors. So anyway, this is like the thing that's getting really murky, though, right, is that we, you know that a third-party ticket in 2024 would most only benefit the GOP. And No Labels doesn't even have like an articulated policy agenda yet or a platform. All their website says is vague shit about Americans not wanting these extremes and that it's for people that get that America isn't perfect, but it also isn't that bad. And so <laughs> they've basically taken like the mob boss approach here and said that they won't run a ticket unless... They feel that the parties are not coming close to addressing the, quote, issues that their, quote, supporters are passionate about. So it's basically like, hey, I'd hate to ruin a, an election here if you guys don't, you know, maybe mm-hmm. soften this extremist shit and see what the fuck we can do to, you know, help out the the corporate interests even more so, like in a more aggressive way rather than we already have between the two parties. <laughs> but is this like so Andrew Yang tried the, the forward party, right? where he was trying to be like, we we need to get rid of the far left and the far right and just move forward. That's the only direction I care about. And nobody, there there was no support for it. So, no. I mean, it, it feels like the place that a force like this has had the most success operating is behind the scenes, right? Yeah, 100%. So is That's that, what they've is, been doing. Is their proposal, they're, they're going to keep operating from behind the scenes, but just add a candidate to to the the mix as a third party candidate or are they trying to like formally get something together where they're like this this is our like no labels is no is no no kind of edgy sounding party no <laughs> they're gonna... they're just there to fuck around okay you know and like like i've said they've been doing this since 2010 yeah and, you know, I'm I'm trying to think who was like in the beginnings of that. I think like Michael Bloomberg, you know, just to have an idea of like yeah. the kinds of people that were like palling around with them. Essentially what it is, is no labels except, look, we're here to fucking keep the status quo. That's really right. all it is. Like, we're not interested in anything that I think to them, it, the extremes are disrupting the status quo, especially as it relates to things like energy policy or the financial sector or taxes and things like that. And that's why they've been, you know slowly just uh pushing their influence since uh the last 13 years yeah so we've already seen what a no labels party looks like and it is the obstruction of joe mansion and cinema and all that shit yeah it's like extremely frustrating for everybody 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. They're, they're supposedly having like a convention. They're going to have a nominating convention in April of 2024 in Dallas. But again, they're like, we're, you know, we're still not, we're, we're still figuring it out. Because if they said they were going to do stuff, more like disclosures would have to happen. So they're mm-hmm. like playing this, like, fuck, they're walking this line of like, being like, oh, 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 we got all this money, but you don't know where it's from. And we won't tell you. And we don't have to until we nominate someone. And then we only have to, des- we only have to disclose from that point forward, not retroactively. So it's yeah. very like murky in this way. You're like, who, who is like, who the fuck like is really pushing all this? But when you look at the kinds of people that are like lining up, like Joe Lieberman and like Susan Collins and like these other people, you're like, oh, these people are just soulless, like husks of like Congress people that are just there right. to do whatever that is asked of them from their donors. The Hunger, the Hunger Games author. Huh? The, the Hunger Games the, author. I, yeah. Suzanne Collins. <laughs> love her work i love her work yeah One and then, like and then also like some of the people that are like behind the scenes that a lot of people are like oh who's like the ceo this woman nancy jacobson she was a main clinton fundraiser and her yeah. husband also a clinton campaign advisor and then you just have like again like joe lieberman who went from senator to fucking lobbyist and like people like susan collins who talked many times like i don't think she knows she just reads a script, basically, when she's out yeah. there. And it's working. Yeah. yeah, that these are the kinds of people who are like, might not be, they're like, well, we're not really trying to do like ethno-nationalism, but it's not going to affect us if that takes over, sure. as long as like the tax benefits are secured, you know? And yeah. that's when you can kind of see the real cynical nature of how this group is moving. But Yeah, you know, the real threat to them is the left, is any sort of leftist policy. It's not the it's not the right. So no, but that's you the know. you know, that's the bullshit smokescreen to act like right. they're they're truly somehow in the middle when they're like, dude, if they fucking like cause if you think about the main things that they really wanted to affect, like even with the early Joe Biden like agenda, it's like voting rights, you know, things mm-hmm. to do with like our energy mix and right. like climate change, then yeah, why would you want to have like fairer elections if you know all the analysis that tells all these CEOs and people that it's like the numbers are shrinking for this kind of shit? Yeah. Like we got to figure out how to stay like cuz there's too many poor people that are starting to figure out that we're we're the ones making it the problem. Right. Yeah, I'd be interested to see like what policies passed by the Trump administration they actually object to. You know, what, right. what legislation, what, what no, they love those. They love those tax cuts. Yeah. I'll tell you those, that. Those are working for them. But, but yeah. it also, uh, Jack, I mean, I think, I think the bit that you gave about, about like a t- toxic boyfriend or something, you know, like, I guess not boyfriend because no labels. Like it does. Uh, it feels <laughs> like. You. Yeah, no <laughs> labels. I appreciate you making <laughs> It's a thing. We're, it's like a, a thing. We're seeing each other. It's like one of those. We're seeing each other. <laughs> so diminishing yeah. it actually reduces down what we actually are yeah what We're we so are is eternal than that. <laughs> like i love you in the same way there's a chapel in a hospital that's kind of <laughs> how I, <laughs> that might be a terrible thing to tell someone you care about. i know we this is definitely a weapon that is going to be used on dating apps or probably has been for years <laughs> but i, I think uh, i think it, it just gets the jump on like whatever like the hypocrisy allegations like you just have no there's no obligation to consistency and so you can absolutely just cherry pick and pick and choose if there is a a democratic or whatever policy that comes up that you're like oh actually that might that might be great for us you know what i mean it's like yeah yeah it it is it, it you're just you're 
it's so on the nose in the way that it's priming they're priming themselves to manipulate in the way that a boyfriend or partner or, partner or a no, lover, so or we're a, seeing we're just saying you know like a something like a yeah. like, it's an entanglement know. an entanglement an entanglement yeah, yeah. In the same way that there's no writer good enough to come up with the name Harlan Crow, there is no satirist good enough to come up with a party that is the no, no labels. labels party. That's just like, yeah. oh, come on, man. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like the, labels. Just to give you like an idea, like on their website, like what they're saying, there's like one tab that says insurance policy 2024. And they're saying no labels is insuring, uh, working to ensure Americans have the choice to vote for a presidential ticket that features strong, effective, and honest leaders who will commit to working closely with both parties mm. to find common sense solutions to America's biggest problems. Our strategy, we are preparing for the possibility of nominating a candidate. We have not yet committed to do so. We will run only under the proper environmental conditions, which must be met for us to proceed. Like, you see how they're already being like, here comes the blade, the guillotine blades right. coming. Oh, 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 it's only going to come down with the right environmental fucking conditions. And then mm. they go on to say, our project will proceed down one of two paths. The first, the major parties wake up. They see the growing voice and leverage of the common sense majority. This that doesn't exist and nominate candidates and release policy platforms that cater to the needs of this majority instead of the wants of a partisan minority. If at least one of the major parties does this, there's no need or path for an independent unity ticket and no labels will stand down and double down on the great work we've done been doing in Congress or both parties keep forcing the American people down a road they don't want to go and nominate candidates most Americans don't want to vote for. If this happens and no and no labels polling in the research show there is a path to victory for a unity ticket to win the Electoral College, then we will offer our ballot line to a ticket. Mm. Yep. And that ballot line, again, is being purchased because right. through loopholes. Like, that's that's why they have is. access it to is the ballot. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, well, something to think about. Something I just to think like about very mobbish. anticipate eagerly. Yeah, I, mm. it's it's really wild too. Like the the website is it's done in a way that's really unsettling because for the amount of money that goes in, like they're using impact font like <laughs> in certain parts, and I'm like, dude, this looks like a fucking like science fair slideshow I made like in fucking eighth grade. Yeah, but it's like no one has ever built an infrastructure for an independent like no labels is building for 2024 in that you're buying as much as you can, like in terms of, you know, setting up this infrastructure. So anyway, they apparently think that there's no such thing as a spoiler candidate and it's all good. And this is actually what the people want. So I think if you look at polling, most people are like, I don't know, y'all going to tackle inflation or affordable right. housing or, you know, wage, st wage stagnation. Are those are those things on your platform or is it going to be like, well, we got to work with both sides here, meaning yeah. us, the billionaires and you, the workers. We talk a lot about, or I, I often say that America, like if America is a human body, it is allergic to like socialism and socialist ideals. And I, I think one of the first times I like started thinking about that was when we were talking about like, but clearly they just need like a, a third party candidate to the left of Biden to like force him to the left. And just knowing that like that could never happen. And of course the alternative happens that yeah. it's a candidate to Biden's right. Right. That right. is trying to pull him further. Right. Because that's where the money is. This kind of goes along with like our predictions for this year that we're going to see the billionaire clap back of calling people who are looking like that call yeah. them out as like haters. 
And now yes. they're trying to make like they're trying to formalize their power by being like, well, we can just start kingmaking outside of the two part parties like or use that threat to bring you in line. And it's yeah. like, huh, I wonder where, wonder where that goes. Yeah. Stand to stand down, like ex- explicitly using the like stands down as a, you know, yeah. Ideally, we'd like to stand or whatever the whatever the, the syntax was, but like that's right. A guillotine. That's a loaded god complex if I've ever heard one. Yeah. And they're ready right. to cock it and pull yeah. it. Boom. Much better callback to the Fallout Boy lyrics I think that we're, we're talking I think, about up top. I think we're all pulling our fair share of weight here with the Fallout Boy callbacks. Oh, yeah. Well, Lena, it's been such a pleasure having yeah, you on the show. It. Thank you. Where, where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? For the next uh, couple of weeks, you can find me here in Portland at uh, Portland Center Stage in uh, Terrell Almacraney's The Choir Boy, directed by Chet Miller. And I'm doing a, 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 I'm talking and I'm singing and, uh, and you might cry. So bring your Kleenex. But other than that, you can find me on my socials, Instagram and TikTok. It's, uh, at not Whitlin because I thought I was cool and meta, but I was actually just 16. (laughs) So at not Whitlin everywhere. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amazing follow. Go, go to thick Tom. And, Thick Tom, uh, check out Whitland there. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a uh, work of media that you've been enjoying? Yeah, yeah. I, um, My Hero Academia is an anime that just had their season finale. And um, it's actually turned into, or I guess the, this like last little bit of their season that they just had has really turned into like a beautiful commentary on like patriarchal masculinity and kind of like the main character having to reform his idea of what his masculine, like what he will do with this. The show's about superpowers, essentially. Mm. And this character has inherited what is the greatest power in the world. And his, and, um, you know, he's, uh, his idol who's given him the power was like, always smile. You got to save people, sacrifice yourself, put your body last, you know, all of these like kind of toxic, self-destructive patriarchal ideals for masculinity and, it, and it, he, he isolated himself and he you know this character you're watching him deteriorate over time because he's like focused on the mission because he can't ask for help and you know all of his community comes together to like bring him home and bring him to the hospital and bring him back into their their kind of their base right so in a weird way i'm like wow this is this is i don't know if this was intended by the people who wrote this but it's like uh it is kind of reframing and recentering what the beauty of that character was which is that he was thoughtful he was intelligent. He thought, you know, non-traditionally about problem problem solving and like didn't have to use br- brute force all the time. And um, yeah, they've, they've, they've really tied a beautiful bow here. And that, that's something that I love to see in anime in particular, but like in all media, you know. So yeah, My Hero Academia, really dope. Nice. Oh, got where where got is a suggestion? That? Where do you watch oh, that? You, uh, Hulu. You can stream it on Hulu. There you go. Or uh, anywhere that you might watch any, a uh, YouTube tv or something that's if you want to watch it in english a friend of mine i a friend of mine that i've just convinced to watch it was like yeah i'll do it but i i i, I can't do subtitles i was like ah watch it on youtube on hulu for the most part you can get through most of it in english also but do the subtitles you can do, do it. the subtitles get some japanese in your ears you know yeah. what i mean yeah there you go miles how about you uh where can people find you how about me or well jack it's real good to have you back 
putting hey, this thanks, putting this thing right back on the rails because it was touch and go there for a while i'm not gonna lie <laughs> me coming back from parental leave not sure what news was and I know, what we screaming is into it uh but anyway yeah you can find me on twitter and instagram at miles of gray you can also find jack and i on our basketball podcast miles and jack, jack got mad boosties whoa uh, yeah playoffs are coming playoffs are coming uh, and somehow my Lakers are going to be in the conversation with a little bit of bead of sweat goes down my face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can also check me out on 420 Day Fiance, where I talk 90 Day Fiance, but like really high uh, with Sophie <laughs> Alexandra. And then uh, let's see a tweet I like. Where was it? Uh, oh, this one's from Sarah Haji at Kinda Haji. Uh, H-A-G-I uh, tweeted. I haven't gone to the dentist in a very long time. Parenthetical broke freelancer and uninsured. Uh, I've got, haven't gone in so long that when I told the receptionist how long it had been, she just went, oh, wow. Anyway, <laughs> looking forward to seeing how far dentistry has come. I, I don't know why I, I always relate to like dentistry anxiety tweets or whatever, because yeah. I also have like this experience with my dentist where it's kind of like, oh, OK, it's been a minute. I'm like, I know, fool. <laughs> I know. I don't make me feel bad about already. I've been I've been already hiding from this response in my mind for the last two years. I'm back. Please just let's get to it and then tell me what the damage is and let me be on my way. I don't want to hear. Oh, wow, Miles, it's really been a while, huh? These yeah. the same teeth as last time. It's been so long. I just said uh, you, yeah. you're still working with the same. Hold same. on, whoa. Are these wood? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> The, it, the, the only person that's allowed to shame me for not calling for a long time is like my aunt. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't need it from you. That's no, right. exactly. But that's the problem when you've gone to a dentist, like since you were, you had teeth. That's my relationship because oh, yeah. it's like family already. Anyway, shout out to him. Great, great dentist. though. great dentist. Keep my teeth good. Though. There you go. Uh, tweet I enjoyed EJ at EJ having fun. Tweet it. Regular people drive Kia Souls now. By the way, it's not just hamsters. big news if you haven't heard huge news Uh, you can find me on twitter at jack underscore o'brien you can find us on twitter at daily zeitgeist we're at the daily zeitgeist on instagram we have a facebook fan page and a website dailyzeitgeist.com where we post our episodes and our footnotes where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a song that we think you might enjoy miles is there a song uh, that you think people might enjoy? I'm just, look, I've, I've found this Japanese beat maker named Bugsy, and he is a fantastic, like, in the air, like, the vein of, like, DJ Crush or, like, Nuja Best, like, one of these sampled making, sampling beat making dudes, and the boom bap levels of it are fantastic. This track is called Stonehead by Bugseed and just great samples and like all of the, all of the beats are just I, I don't know it just makes me feel like I'm 16 and I need to like smoke a blunt in a Honda Civic and start freestyling. Mm. But these are fantastic instrumentals. But this one is called Stonehead. So check this one out by Bugseed. There you go. You can find that in the footnotes. The Foot Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. Back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we will talk to you all then. Bye. 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 Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring 
the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com.